It's that time once more. It's Turbo Time. Turbo Drive Live. Here on Sega Sonic Radio. The number one source for Sonic music. Music. Hello there, people, and welcome to Turbo Drive Live here in 2011 on Sega Sonic Radio. Happy New Year, everybody! So, hello and welcome. Yes, it's me, Turbo, again for Friday night here on Sega Sonic Radio, welcoming you to 2011. And, of course, the year of the hedgehog. Yes, not the year of the pig or ox or whatever. It's Year of the Hedgehog because it's obviously 2011. We'll be celebrating Sonic's 20th anniversary on his birth date of uh, uh, June 23rd. Yes. So, uh, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> As you probably might know, um, uh, the my vocal kind of like... Uh, uh, kind of like uh, pattern is a little higher than usual. That's because I got a brand new headset, USB headset, and I'm working on my brand new desktop for Sega Sonic Radio tonight. So yes, new year, new desktop, new station, new headset, new everything. Everything's new, new, new. So yes, uh, everything's going well. So this, um, when I was doing kind of like a mic check on this uh, headset here, it is quite powerful. So it's you know, you know, trying trying to have like, um, you know, uh, like background noises. Obviously, it's got to hear that. Obviously, well, the last one did that as well. Um, but uh, no, it's a lot more powerful. I'm not probably gonna be whispering most of the time now. I'm gonna be quite loud, and the volume volume levels will peak a good a good amount of times, so uh, I apologize in advance, so obviously you might have to turn down your volumes a little bit lower than usual to listen to my voice. But anyway, hope everyone's doing alright today. Um, A lot of people in the IRC chat room, in fact, actually, a lot of people actually joined as soon as I actually started, (laughs) so that's cool. Um, And I haven't done a run-up for quite a while, and, you know, I kind of neglect that, so... um, how about we just take it from the bottom and uh, up to the top? And for all you people, I'm not going to count Chan Bob because he's not a real entity, you know. He's like he, he's a manifestation of uh, uh, bits and bytes and uh, ones and zeros. Possibly a two might be in there. I don't know. But, <coughs> sorry. So we've got uh, at the bottom, underscore Spondy. Who's now? Who never talks during my show? I don't know why. He's always listening. Well, I don't know if he le- even listens. Uh, Vlupsus Spy uh, Voice uh, Turbo SSR. Yes, I am on SSR just now. Uh, Trigon Trekkie Stiv the Stiv. Um, uh, Speed Tricks Sonic AD Shadex, who's on this 360 just now. Wonder what he's playing. Um, ah, there could be tons of tiles. Uh, Ringtailed Fox. Uh, I think that's Riddick. Riddick! Oh my God! He's he's come from he's come from pitch black to save us all from the darkness, and because everything is so dark here now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, miles per hour. Uh, 
What is it? John the VG Nerd. Yes, John. Or Johnny, as uh, he's uh, usually known by, I believe. Uh, I believe it's Johnny. Um, Hogfather, uh, we have two guests who like to n- remain anonymous, so there we go. Uh, Gerbilsoft, uh, Foxboy, uh, Foxboy Mick, Fastfeet, D'Artagnan, uh, Dark Overward, uh, Darkness Flare, MK, and MK, yes. Um, every time I look at Dark Overward, I always think of, um, uh, that scene in Howard the Duck. Uh, if you haven't seen, seen it on, uh, seen the review, the Nostalgia Critic review of Howard the Duck, it just, it, I just remember that scene where, obviously, the possessed guy just goes, uh, I am the, I am one of the dark overlords of the universe. And I, every time I hear, uh, every, every time I Talk, uh, say dark overlords voice. I always think of that scene. I don't know why. It's it's just it's just one of those things. Um, <coughs> but anyway, hope everyone's doing all right. Um, of course, I'm doing a little meh. <sighs> yeah, it, it's been quite a busy week, and um, if people haven't, if people don't haven't seen what, um, or are friends with me on Facebook, uh, they probably haven't seen a kind of like, um, like a little rant that I had going on there, and I'll probably talk about that later today, because it involves work, and it involves the, the, the sheer stupidity of the public, and, um, particularly parents, and I'm, I'm really getting, I'm, it really got to me th- this week where it was like I can't believe this is happening you know so um, so yeah I might talk about that later but of course we do have Sonic News Rewind coming up very shortly uh, with uh, all the latest news that's going to be coming out uh, we also have uh, you know the uh, what was it uh Oh yes, uh, Turbo Source Impressions. Uh, two, well, actually, one's a Blu-ray and one's a DVD. Yeah, guess which one's which. So uh, I'll be talking about those later on, and uh, so it's gonna be movies, movie, movie double feature t- TFI, yay! Um, and of course, if you have any requests for the show, by all means, you can send them uh, either a PM me to me on. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, on the IRC chat room or the chat uh, SSR chat that uh, I'm in just now because I don't have MIRC with me just now. So, but uh, yes, um, and uh, what was it? Um, Uh, oh yeah, and my email address, which is turbo at sonicstadium.org. I completely forgot about that. I don't know why. Maybe it's the year where I totally just lose my brains and just die from, you know, lack of information. Um, but anyway, never mind. So, uh, we will be going on now uh, into a musical break to take us into Turbo uh, Sonic News Rewind, and 
to let you know, I'm not going to be doing a TFI uh, uh, of uh, this. I recently and finally got uh, my copy of the Sonic Freeriders Break Free album uh, uh, for Sonic Freeriders, which, which I already said, which is just stupid. Um, and <clears throat> I'll just give you a brief TFI. It's not good. I mean, it's it's not Junsuno. I mean, Junsuno is you know kind of like the guy who was doing uh, Free Riders this time around. And personally, it wasn't his best work, really. Um, the only the only thing that he actually that I actually liked was the Crush Forty version of Free, and that was it. So uh, yeah, and w- that's the bonus track that's on uh, uh, the album. Uh, but of course, I got mine from Junsunoi.com. Uh, and I've got mine signed by Junsen I himself, so uh, that's cool. So that's another signed album from him. That makes, uh, th- or well, that makes three or four. Uh, I think I think it's three or four um, uh, signed stuff from uh, Junsen I uh, and uh, two from Johnny. So which is cool. Um, no, three from Johnny, I think. Sorry, three or three or two. I can't remember, but uh, yeah. Um, okay, so yes. Um, so from the Sonic uh, Free Riders Break Free album is tonight the Turbo uh, Turbo Drive Live's uh, you know uh, first plane of Crush Forty. Uh, with free, which is the Crush Forty version of the main theme for Sonic Free Riders. There is the there is the main the the proper main theme, but uh, pers- personally, I actually like the Crush Forty version better. Yeah, in my personal opinion. So enjoy this. I will be back very shortly for Tur- uh, Turbo Drive Live Sonic News Re- uh, Rewind only on Sega Sonic Radio here in 2011. Whoa! And of course, I'll re- I'll be responding to all of your comments in the I- IRC in a mo- moment. I have been seeing a couple of things, but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna talk about them just yet. I'll talk about them in a wee while. So stay tuned.
Rewind. And welcome back. It's time for Sonic News Rewind here on Turbo Drive Live. So, yes, um, you're probably thinking, oh, there's not really much. Well, yeah, you're right, but uh, that's why I have filler of uh, looking at people's uh, comments and whatnot, and yes. Uh, <coughs> sorry, I didn't want to cough so much into the mic. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, uh, the Sonic News this week, um, as of last, well... Pretty much last week. Uh, yeah, you're right. Not much. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Sonic's betrayal in Sonic 2020 uh, of the Archie Sonic comic series uh, is now in newsstands. So if you want to see possibly the most awkward looking cover ever, um, yeah. I, I I I've I've got nothing on that really. It's uh, it's I know it's supposed to be Sonic in the rain, and you know it. But really, uh, I'm I'm sorry. It it, it just has Rule Thirty Four all over it. Sorry. It, it, you know, so, <laughs> speaking of speaking of Rule Thirty Four, I mean, God's sake, it's like uh, what was it during um, <clears throat> what was it? During Project Twenty Four, um, like Rory uh, Rory Raccoon was you know talking uh, talking about all the Rule Thirty Four that was going on, and it's like, oh dear God, no, <laughs> please. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, um, with uh, obviously this year being Sonic's twentieth anniversary. Uh, Sega did have like a mini press release of uh, uh, talking about Sonic's projects for uh, uh, for his 20th anniversary, but uh, now a a, you know more of a English well well Sega of America actually has talked about now on Sonic's 20th anniversary and whatnot. So and we I I personally do think and uh, of course this is agreeing with. uh, uh, who is it? Who said it? Um, someone said that they got the. What was it? Uh, Sonic 10th anniversary box sets. What, Sonic 10th anniversary thing. Ah, na- Nasu! Nasu! Uh, and, uh, Nasu said that, uh, obviously, uh, or he or she, uh, obviously said, can't wait to uh, see what's in store for the 20th, and same for me, I would love to see something, that, I mean, I don't want them, I don't want Sega to do do what's, you know, uh, what uh, Nintendo did for Nintendo, for Mario's 25th anniversary, was just re-release, re-release a game that was on the uh, Super Nintendo with no updates whatsoever, no, no changes to it whatsoever, and throw in, throw in a very basic book, you know, like bare bones kind of like like timeline of Mario's history, you know, like the Super Mario games anyway, at least. Um, and what was it? And, and a music CD that only has that has twenty tracks, but half of them are only you know music tracks and. 
with very uninteresting names as well. Uh, along with, obviously, ten sound effects. Yeah, because that's what Mario Mario fans want. Fucking song that, songs that are already on the internet. And sound effects that are already been used on the internet many times over, and especially in Flash animations. Jesus Christ. I mean, honestly. But yeah. And, it's t- you know, I just don't want Sega to go down that road. Road. I want them to make a good, good effort into celebrating Sonic 20th anniversary with whichever game they choose to use for their 20th uh, 20th anniversary game. Uh, because uh, what was it? Uh, obviously, Sonic's 10th anniversary one was Sonic Adventure 2. Sonic's t- uh, 15th anniversary one was uh, technically Sonic Free Riders. Even though many people were thinking was it was Sonic uh, Sonic 06, technically it wasn't it, because it didn't have the Sonic 5, uh, Sonic 15th anniversary logo on it. Uh, only Sonic uh, Sonic Riders had that. Um, but um, whatever it is, I w- will surely hope that it is gonna be pretty cool and it'll have some great extras with it. If it is. If it is Sonic 4, one of the episodes for Sonic 4, if it's Sonic Episode 2 or Sonic 4 Episode 3, because I know there's got to be an Episode 3. I mean, come on. Um, Then that would be quite, you know, quite something. So, I mean, what what would be impressive is if they they did re-release Sonic Adventure 2, because... Uh, Sonic Adventure 2 obviously was celebrating Sonic's 10th anniversary. It'll be celebrating its own 10th anniversary uh, this year on the 20 uh, on the 23rd of uh, June. Uh, ah, June. Um, so you know if they have like a, like two Sonic games, uh, obviously they have like the Sonic game that was meant for this year. But also re-release Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, either on Xbox Live Arcade or PlayStation Network or Steam or whatever, um, because Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Adventure 2 has only been released twice, once on the game, uh, once on the GameCube and once on the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast one being the, um, you know, the 10th anniversary one, and the GameCube one released uh, a couple of years later, or well, a year later or something. I can't remember, but. Um, no, uh, with uh, Sonic Adventure 2, it actually hasn't been re-released that many times, unlike Sonic Adventure 1, which has been re-released many times. So really, I would love to see a Sonic, Sonic Adventure 2 uh, re-release um, for either on Xbox Live or or on disc format, like an extra game on bundled with another Sonic game that's got to be going out onto retail, or something like that. I would love that. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how many people would like that like that either, but uh, it's totally up to yourselves. And uh, I wouldn't mind it being Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, because that is the update. But what I would also like would be a re-released and a re-kind of like retouch of it as well. Just a little, little bit of a retouch uh, on it. Um, like, you know... Just, just a little bit. Make it, make it obviously, make it worthwhile to have have it on like a next generation console, like, uh, like the, 
360 or the PS3 or even on the PC having high gra- high def graphics on PC as well. So yeah. Um, but yes. Um, but no, that's one thing I wa- wanted to talk about about like something for Sonic's 20th anniversary or something. And finally, a, a new story involving uh, Mr. Izuka, who is obviously the guy who, behind um, uh, the current Sonic game so far, being that of uh, Sonic, um, uh, well, Sonic Colors and Sonic Four Episode One. Did he did he direct Sonic Colors? I can't remember, but uh, uh, no, uh, he's obviously having an interview talking about the secrets of making two D gameplay work. And of course, uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of difficult to be serious with that comment because obviously, you know, not many people didn't like Sonic Four Episode One's game, you know, game gameplay and physics and whatnot, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what these people are moaning about. But anyway. Uh, right, so that's pretty much all the Sonic news that's been going on this uh, week. Uh, with um, now, I was going to say I was going to uh, respond to a couple of things in the IRC chat room. Hogfather uh, was going on, going on, trying to get my attention to say that his sister has an Xbox 360, and the f- one game that she got for it was Sonic 06. I feel sorry for her. Because she'll probably be... She will die, and die, and die, and die, and die, and die over and over and over again. Until she eventually just says, You know what? Fuck this game! I don't care anymore! This is annoying! This is this is broken! And whatnot! And gah! So yeah. Uh, <laughs> although, me, I was, I was stubborn enough to actually go through its flaws and actually complete the game 100% and game 1000 gamer score in two weeks um but yes uh what else are other people saying it's like many people were just talking about Sonic 06 I mean yeah I briefly talked about Sonic 06 talk, talking about that it wasn't actually the game that was celebrating Sonic's 15th anniversary it was celebrating um uh what was it it was it was more uh, it was more kind of like Sega trying to reboot the franchise and of course it never worked. Um, so yeah, um, uh, sounds like Sonic CD cover. Hmm. No, I'm just trying to figure this out. Uh, I'd like to see. It. I'd like to see a Sega to release some big collab, uh, or collection, or twentieth, twentieth uh, thing that's actually available in more than one country. I can, I, I can agree on Hogfather with that one. If they have like an anthology of some sort released for Sonic twentieth anniversary, that they would actually release it here. I mean, one thing that I vividly remember is that they did did a port of Nights into Dreams. For the PS2, but only released it in Japan. They did not release it over overseas. They didn't release it into the Western uh, Western uh, market uh, with uh, the US and the UK, and that was an absolute travesty. I mean, you know, 
that would have been a fantastic thing. I mean, I mean, I would have, I would have liked buying that. I mean, I don't buy that many. I have a PS2. I have, in fact, actually, it's a hand-me-down. It was uh, my brother's, and you know, I didn't play many games. The only play, the only games I ever played for it was the Budokai series from Dragon Ball Z and the Project Zero series. Um, the only other title. I ever played on it was Sega Superstars, and that was the iToy exclusive game. Um, but uh, no, it's like if Knight's Journey of Dreams uh, or Knight's Into Dreams was released there, uh, like released uh, for the UK and US market, I would have bought it. No, no doubt about it. And and of course, this year is celebrating uh, Knight's fifteenth anniversary. Um, which obviously can be found about uh, that can be found about on uh, I think it's nightsintodreams.com I think that's the website and uh, uh, Trippy uh, Trippy and Digi uh, the two uh, two people who obviously formed uh, formed the fa- uh, formed the fan site is obviously trying to push Sega into making making Nights into Dreams a downloadable title and um I hog hogfather okay then you say there is that I uh, his comment there was saying I actually don't think Knights would sell very well over he- here if I'm honest okay then fair enough well what about Yakuza 3 I mean Yakuza 3 that got re- you know it got so much people talking about it, but of course, they knew fine that it wasn't going to get that much sales over here, because it's Yakuza. Yakuza isn't that popular here in the UK. I mean, particularly, uh, what was it, Yakuza 2, on the PS2. Uh, it got a small release. It, no one cared. You know, because obviously at the time, PS the PS3 was out, and you know, and it just took so, too long for uh, Yakuza, 3, uh, Yakuza 2 to be released, so Really, you know, if Sega can if Sega can release Yakuza, uh, the Yakuza series to the Western uh, Western uh, market, and and I can tell you now, you know, don't say oh because it's a more violent game and it's more adult oriented. It's like bullshit, bull. I mean, really, you know, yeah. So really, meh. And of course, Yakuza didn't get any advertising because it's Yakuza. You know, it's the same. It's the same for me. Um, like uh, there was no advertising for Last Window, and that got a small release. But of course, the hardcore fans, the hardcore fans that actually follow these things, like the hardcore fans that you know follow these games, will buy them. You know, like for me, it's like I, I. As soon as I knew that Lost Win- uh, Last Window would be released in the UK, and, well, it got released in the UK, I said, buying that! I am buying it now! So there we go. Uh. But anyway. So that's one, one thing, uh, but that's, that's one thing that I'm obviously talking about. Um... Uh. I mean, I'm in full support of trying to get a, at least a digital release. 
a digital release of uh, Nights into Dreams, either on the Xbox 360. I mean, currently just now they're doing the Dreamcast revival. Why can't they just re- why can't they release Nights into Dreams alongside that Dreamcast revival? I mean, fair enough. They got like uh, Space Channel Five coming out, and although the the more questionable title that I kind of thought that was an absolute stupid idea was Sega Bass Fishing. I mean, seriously. Seriously, Sega? Sega Bass Fishing? Are you high? Did did you really think that anyone would actually like that game? Honestly. Anyway. Um, you know, seriously, I would have think they would just replace Sega Bass Fishing with Nights and Dreams. It would be much better. Uh, stupid. Really, it, it's it's just personal. I personally think it was just stupid. Anyway, <sighs> anyway, um, I think it's time for another musical break. Uh, right. Oh, opening up the wrong fangs. Right. Okay. Up next, um, we're gonna have some kind of like uh, some like seventies cheese, or seventies simulated cheese, uh, which is not really uh, the seventies, but it's simulated to be like the 70s, I think. So, um, From House of the Dead Overkill, this is the vocal tracks for, uh, or the vocal song for the, uh, the music called The House of the Dead. So, enjoy this, and I'll see you on the other side for Turbo Source Impressions on Turbo Drive Live. Yeah. Boy. <laughs>
Turbo's first impressions. Hello, welcome back. It's time for Turbo's first impressions here on Sega Sonic Radio. And yes, uh, Riddick, I did actually get your PM. Sorry. So, you know, and um, it's, well... It's, it's, it's a good idea. I mean, having Super Sonic going uh, go against uh, Metal Sonic and, you know, Super, Super Metal Sonic and blah, 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 so... Yeah, uh, you know, looks look you know, kind of kind of like a uh, a kind of epic kind of like thing. Although, actually, you could probably do that with uh, the two statues. Yeah, the Metal Sonic and the Super Sonic statue from uh, uh, first four figures. You could probably have that and simulate it. You know, it's like just have them ready. Go that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, something like that. Anyway. <coughs> Anyway, um, so yes, uh, Turbo Source Impressions this week. Um, yes, Dragon Ball Z, yes, I got the reference. Um, anyway, uh, right, um, yes, so Turbo Source Impressions, totally deviating from the plot. Um, with, um, uh, Two movies, yes, yes, yes. Don't know which one to start with. Uh, let's see. We'll start off, off with the Blu-ray because this is the first Blu-ray I've gotten for my PS3, and I wanted to play it on my PS3 and whatnot. So yeah, I'm gonna watch. Uh, so I'm gonna talk about this. Um, basically, I was talking about this many times over. So you really should know what this first Blu-ray disc is. And it is the Blu-ray special edition of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yes, it finally got released here a couple of weeks ago, and I finally got a hold of it, and here's my opinions of it. It's freaking awesome! That is simply it. It's freaking awesome! I mean, the Blu-ray D- DVD... Even if it, I was getting the two-disc DVD set, uh, like the the two-disc DVD, um, it, it's fine. It's like uh, the the DVD. It, pretty much the Blu-ray only has a couple of, a couple of added things, like uh, the picture-in-picture kind of like a storyboard thing, uh, and also the the uh, blogs, uh, the video blogs as well. Uh, other than that, that's it. Um, it's essentially just the DVD version, just in the high, more higher format. And really, I have actually liked it. I do actually like it very much. So, yeah, sorry. Um, with uh, with um. Ah, uh, Christ. Uh, with Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, it's got your t- typical extra. I, I really want to more talk about more of the extras that are in there. And one of the thing- things in there are the deleted scenes. And some of the deleted scenes, fair enough, some are kind of redundant. Because it does... They they were trying to be more faithful to the book than, than it was needed uh, at times. Um, 
which is which is understandable because really I see the movie as a completely different uh, a completely different uh, entity to that of the book series that it's based on, um, and I think it actually works out for it. It it does work out better. I mean, fair enough. the The outcome is still the same, and it's good that the outcome's still the same because what they tried to do with the movie was make make it completely different. And when I saw the deleted scenes, like the deleted ending, the the alternative ending that was in for the uh, um, for the the screenplays and whatnot, you know, the the private showings and whatnot. Uh, when I saw that, I I saw the ending. And I just like. That does not work, really, in all honesty, because it just doesn't. It, I just didn't see that. Ha- I just really did not see that happening in the movie. So yeah, and you, if you want to know, then go get the bloody DVD and or you know the Blu-ray disc and find it out. Find out yourself. Um, I mean, it's not really. It's. I mean, sure, it's more it's more hev- heavy on the kind of like, um, uh, was it the video game kind of like uh, like references and whatnot, which there are a ton of, by the way. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, for shame on you. If you if you like video games and you haven't seen this movie, then you are missing out. Um, but it's not only the video games; it's also like you know traditional kind of like uh, anime. Uh, like uh, you know, kind of like design, like anime kind of like stuff, uh, like re- or uh, like pop culture references as well. So it's kind of good. But uh, other than that, um, it, it it is still a very good game as such. Uh, not a game. Sorry, it's still a very good movie. Uh, in fact, actually, the book has more emphasis. Uh, well, the the book has more kind of like emphasis uh, emphasis on. Uh, anime more or manga for that matter than the movie. The, the movie is more more essential, like uh, more action, like action films, um, like like. Uh, I don't know, but basically, it's the Dragon Ball Z evolution that should have worked, but it doesn't. It 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 isn't. You know, um, um, it, it, it obviously it's not it's it's not as sucky as that one. Um. Anyway, but no, Scott Pilgrim versus uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It is actually a very good game. Ah, oh, why the hell am I calling it a game? It's, I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about the movie. The movie, yes, the Blu-ray. Uh. <coughs> but uh, no. Scott Pokemon vs. the World on Blu-ray or DVD, and it's like, basically, I suggest getting either version. Either version. But if you have a Blu-ray player, then get Scott Pilgrim on Blu-ray. It, it's worth it. Trust me, it is. And, uh, of course, the stuff that was talked... Like, all this, the extra stuff, like the commentaries and whatnot, uh, just hearing Edgar Wright, the guy, the, you know, the director for it, who apparently was, was working on this for, like, six years. I mean, Christ... It was like on and off, and he was doing this in between, like, um, you know, hot fuzz as well, and it's kind of crazy. So, yeah. <coughs> Sorry. 
Uh, well, of course, I'm not trying to compare it to Dragon Ball Z, uh, Dragon Ball Z Evolution. I'm trying to say that Scott Pilgrim is better, well better than Dragon Ball Z Evolution in terms of like fight choreography. I mean, the fight choreography in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is much better than any film I've ever seen. Trust me. I mean, I... It's... It really is possibly one of the most well-directed films. And, of course, this has been filmed by Edgar Wright, for crying out loud. So, it works. It is... It does really work. So... You know, and the man knows what he's doing. Really, I mean, he he's done Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and now he's done, and obviously he's done Scott Pilgrim now. So that's three films under his belt that he that has his kind of like style, his kind of like you know directive power, and it works. All three of those movies work, and you know, like uh, uh what was it uh. Obviously, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are more more of the kind of like serious comedies kind of things uh, as such. Uh, but obviously, Scott Pilgrim being like a comedy kind of like love story slash action action film kind of things, then you know it's kind of better. <laughs> okay, I'll stop referen- I'll stop talking about Dragon Ball Z Evolution now. Um, <laughs> I would have I would have expected that actually. Um Volops just by saying that there was like a big boom of S- Scott Pilgrim cosplay uh, off it. And uh you know what? I well actually if I can actually lose a bit, lose a bit um I could probably make a mean kind of like uh Gideon Graves, you know. Um with 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 the white suit and everything, you know. But um Um, but no, it's, it, it, it is, personally, I, I highly, highly recommend getting the DVD or the Blu-ray of, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and support, and actually, you know, give the money to, you know, to Universal, to, for actually letting them do this, because it must have, co- it's costed them a lot of money <clears throat> to have this movie done, and even though with, uh, like, tax rebates and whatnot, uh, uh, like after taxes, obviously it's it's not as expensive as it w- first was um, kind of like grossed at, but uh, still it's you know it's well best to actually have your support for Scott Pilgrim and actually getting the DVD or Blu-ray of it and you know supporting it. Um, as for myself, um, yeah, I I I just love it for my first Blu-ray DVD. For my first Blu-ray, it's a it's definitely a worth buy. It is. Although the only problem I did have was it being that it was my first, it took a bloody long time to actually play uh, start playing on my PS3. Took a, it t- did take a very long while. Anyway, now the other other movie I wanted to talk about is a DVD, and it's a DVD of a trilogy uh, or part of a trilogy that uh, uh, came around. And of course, it is none other than the Family Guy uh, Star Wars spoof of uh, Return of the Jedi entitled It's a Trap. And 
on the record, I would like to actually like to say that uh, It's a Trap is possibly not as good as the last two of uh, of those uh, of the of the previous three specials. Mainly because I think they just kind of they, like uh, Seth MacFarlane just knew that this was the last one, and he didn't want to make m- that much of a you know big big hoo ha ha of it. So, um, I mean, per- personally myself, it's like I mean I got the DVD of it, which was fine, you know. Uh, if I got the Blu-ray, D- if I got the Blu-ray version of it, I probably feel I probably feel like I I've been cheated, just a little bit. The extras are okay, you know. Um, they're not they're not fantastic, but uh, one of them consists of a thirty-minute video of uh some of the some of the guys who created uh the specials, not including Seth MacFarlane, which is kind of awkward. Playing a game of what was it? Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, like for thirty minutes, and it's like all these questions and whatnot. And it's like, okay, all right. Well, anyway, oh, Voluptuous Spy has to go. Oh, sad face. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> no one's liking Voluptuous Spy going. No. No. <laughs> now, if she's got somewhere to go, she needs to go. So, that's fine. Um, that's fine. You can always oh, she can always catch the repeat <laughs> on the uh, the thingy. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I I be a girl, that dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, with, um, what was it? It's a trap. It's okay. It's, it's just, just, it's just the weaker of the three, uh, in my personal opinion. I mean, it's got some jokes where, obviously, they're, they're kind of throwing it a little far. Like, I mean, I think the only one, one good joke is when, um, Obviously, if you haven't seen the Star Wars, uh, like tril- uh, like the original trilogy, um, uh, there's obviously a scene in Return of the Jedi when obviously Han Solo is getting rescued by Le- uh, Leia, um, and um, uh, obviously, you know. Uh, Han Solo is getting released from the Carbonite. And, of course, in all kind of, like, proper, you know, um, family guy, uh, uh, like, fashion. Obviously, Peter, who's playing Han Solo, is still in the whole mooning, you know, bit. And, of course, uh, as he's getting released, obviously, it, you know, he releases. Yeah. Some uh, <laughs> some gas that he's been saving up. So yeah, Gen- generic fart joke right there. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of meh. So really, is it a buy? <sighs> I don't know. 
Um, it's maybe I don't know. You know, it's. I mean, it's okay, but it's it's just the weaker of the three. So if you want to want to just like collect, you know, have your trilogy complete, then by all means, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you haven't actually gotten the entire trilogy yet, there isn't a tr- there is a trilogy box set that is available um, of all the three kind of like specials. Uh, from Family Guy. So, if you want to get that, if you haven't gotten any of them before, and you want to get them, I suggest getting the box set. Um, just, you know, because it's much easier. Much easier, and you got all three of them for a good price. I actually see them at, see the trilogy box set as a good price, uh, if you haven't gotten any of the other ones. Uh, I think it was like 30 quid, or 35 quid, which is essentially saying that it's like, each each episode is like 10... Ten pound each, and the extras are worth five quid, uh, five quid altogether. So, uh, I I personally think that's uh, a good offer, actually. So, but anyway, uh, that's Turbo Search Impressions. So, with uh, that, I have enough time to talk about one last thing about um, earlier this week. Earlier this week, I mean, I probably had. One of the most jaw-dropping moments happened happened to me at work in a long time, and basically, it's the stupidity of parents buying, not knowing, not knowing at all about age ratings on games, like absolutely nothing. Like their mind is just like a blank, pale face of gobsmacked expression. Is like, oh. Uh, it's like I just want oh, it hurts my head when I'm thinking about this and um, really I, I had two incidents on the same day where two parents like two parents who have a kid with them are buying 18 rated games and oh my god it's like it's like talking. It was like talking to a brick wall with some uh, with, well, well, at least with one of them anyway. Um, uh, one woman was buying a uh, a copy of Left for Dead on the 360 for her 12 year old because obviously her 12 year old picked it out. And I said to her, and it's like, are you absolutely sure you want to buy this for him? And she says, why? What's wrong? And it's like, this is an 18-rated game. And she just... She didn't know how to respond to that. You know, it was like... It was like, dull surprise expression. It's like... Ugh! You know, and then I had to explain into more depth, saying that this is a very gruesome, violent, gory game. It's got decapitations and blowing people... It's got zombies in it, for Christ's sake! You know. And eventually it hits her, that saying, oh, oh, okay then. Uh, Alright, we will get that then. And it's like, yeah, you won't get that. How about you just wake up a little m- bit more and actually just look at the fucking... Co- I mean, 
Did she not actually think that a dis a dis like a decaying hand, a decaying hand on the front of the co- cover, and a big slab, a big red eighteen certificate on the fucking corner of the box, did not give her any indication that it was not fucking. Sorry, sorry, I'm just getting a little pissed. Um, I just personally thought that I think that every parent in the world who wanted to come to the game game shop that day just up and at Adam and just said, "You know what? I want to wash my face out with bleach, and and that way I won't be able to see anything at all, especially the games that my kids want to buy." Yeah, because I am that thick, you know. Uh, and the other one was obviously a guy um, who's getting, for a nine-year-old, Call of Duty Black Ops. Black Jesus. A nine-year-old! I thought it was bad enough for, like, you know, obviously, ten-year-olds, twelve-year-olds playing bloody Halo and Halo Reach and Halo 3 and God knows what else, and it's them saying, you need even got that. No! No, this is a guy buying an 18-rated game for a nine-year-old. A nine-year-old. I swear to God, the, the man is absolutely... F- when I tried to plead with him, to plead with him, that is obviously not right. He still bought it anyway. And saying, it's not for you, it's not for you. No, no it isn't. But you're still going to fucking buy it, and the kid's still going to fucking play it, is he? He's st- you stupid, stupid. Stupid, stupid motherfucker. And that's why I'm really pissed off with parents who go, Oh, you know, these games are getting into the hands of children. And there should be more actions of these games not being get get into the hands of children by the, you know, the people who sell them and whatnot. Yeah, it though it doesn't help if you people, you people out there who, you parents who are actually buy, buying these games for these for the kids that you have and then those kids actually l- allow their friends to play them and then obviously it's just it's just a bad cycle and it's just <sighs> seriously it's i i swear to god i think i personally think that there shouldn't be any kind of like um you know uh altercations for us, the people who sell the games, you know, should be, you know, uh, prosecuted for selling these games to to the parents who are going to be giving these games to their kids. I mean, really, in all honesty, I think the parent should be, you know, should be dealt with in a legal fashion for doing this because it's their fault as well. It's it's essentially their fault. They're making the decision. They're making the decision to actually want to get these games, these out-rated games, for their minors. And it's an absolute fucking annoyance. It really is. It really gets on my tits. And yes, and the other day was the pure, definitive, kind of like, you know, like, like example of how thick the public are and how dense they are of the not knowing what what they're actually talking about they think they think that the problem is with the developers they think the problem is with the the publishers they think the problem is with the retailers no it's with the fucking 
parents! It's always the fucking parents! It'll always ever be the fucking parents! They know fuck all! And that's... It's me. Thank you. Ha. So, there we go. That's uh, that's what I wanted to get uh, get over. And I don't know... And anyway, everyone's saying, well, why are you getting so f- uptight about this? Okay, then, well, how about if this continues... And then the government wants to say, oh, well, okay then, we might want more stricter kind of like uh, restrictions to video games. So how about if anything, uh, you know, that's going to get an 18 but is still a little too violent for our kind of like uh, community, how about we just outright ban the game? And it could be a game that actually could be good, even though it's got an adult rated title, you know, adult rated uh, kind of like uh, rating onto it, it still might be a very good game that people might want to play who actually have a decent sense of actually, you know, playing it at the typical age. Really, games, obviously kids who are getting a hold of these games ruin ruin the future enjoyment for other games. And that's what pisses me off, is because they're, it's their fault that some of us who are old enough to actually play these games and actually have the good decency to know what is real and what is not, and that obviously has moral standards, still don't... Uh, still think that they want to join in, in with the fun and don't even comprehend any of the kind of like problems that can occur later on. It's ridiculous. And that's the reason why I always get pissed off at, at parents who do this. And then they come back to us saying, that, oh, this is blah, 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 blah. You know, and mouthing off saying that we're at fault because we are selling these games to these miners. No, we're not. It's the parents who are getting... Uh, it's the parents who are buying these games for these kids. We do do our job. When a kid comes up to us and they want to buy an 18-rated game like Red Dead Redemption or Grand Theft Auto or Gears of War or um, God of War or anything like that, then really there's nothing wrong with us because we are doing our job. We are always doing our job and is part part of the legal factor for us as well. So, yeah. But you to go turn to us and saying that we are the problem for our for kids getting a hold of these games no it's not no it isn't not if we're doing not if we're following the rules that we were given by the government and the law to actually do this law so i am law <laughs> sorry judge dread moment um but um i it's just they can't just throw the buck to us when it's their fault that they're buying these games for their miners. And it's really their fault. I mean, they shouldn't be pointing the blame to us or the developers or the publishers. They shouldn't be blaming the people people who actually work hard for this in this industry. They shouldn't be blaming the industry as a whole. They should be blaming the public, the their own people. But, of course, they won't do that because they won't admit it. Simple as. Right, I've ranted on long enough, so I'm going to end the show here tonight uh, with, I think, the only request for tonight. Yes, uh, the only request for tonight. uh, Being that of uh, Sandopolis Zone Act 2. Alright, so... 
I will see you all next week. And, of course, don't forget to check out any of the sh- uh, shows over the weekend. And, of course, later tonight, who were celebrating kind of like uh, New Year's Day last week. Uh, the guys from uh, the realm of awkward banter. And, uh, yeah, you can catch them later tonight at midnight. Uh, midnight tonight on uh, the UK. Uh, uh, well, midnight UK time or midnight GMT. So, um yeah, you can check them out. And, uh, yes, uh, welcome to 2011. Happy New Year, guys. And I'll see you all next time, same time, same place here on Segasonic Radio. Fridays, 8 p.m. GMT, yeah. Okay, here's Sandopolis Zone Act 2. Enjoy your weekend, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. It's 11 o'clock. It's Turbo Time. On Turbo Drive Line. Only on Sega Sonic Radio. The number one source for... No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's definitely not. I don't know why the fuck it was doing that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Um. Oh, Christ. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ! Oh, oh dear God! I can't believe that actually happened. Oh dear! Yeah, I've totally. Yeah, I've totally done that now. Yeah, totally, totally screwed that up for for 2011. I have totally screwed that up. Yeah, totally have. Yeah, yeah. I'm going ahead now. <laughs> it's oh dear.
Right. Anyway, see you next week. Thanks for listening to Triple Drive Live. Only on Sega Sonic Radio. The number one source for Sonic music.